episode seven. We had to switch it up due to the coronavirus. Everybody's quarantined, so we're going to practice our social distancing. We got everybody online via Facebook uh, Messenger. Got two guests with me today. Got my guy Charlie with me, Charles, and I got my older brother Kevin. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, AD? What's happening, fellas? All right. Just living day by day. That's all we can do, man. That's it. So my uh, my cousin Charles, he's located in Atlanta, and my brother, he's down in Corpus Christi, Texas. And the conversation we're gonna have today with uh, both of these guys is with this Corona stuff going on. It's a lot of changes that's impacting everybody's everyday lives, and I wanted to get them on here. First of all, thank y'all because for them, they're still out here in the workforce, and they impact every everybody's everyday living. My brother, he works for Coke and Charles works for FedEx. And right now with everything that's going on, like I said, these guys are in the in the front line of, of everything. So I feel like we need to take a moment to just appreciate them while everybody's panicking due to the sickness. Some people are ignoring the warnings and everybody's out partying, doing whatever they want to. But whether or not these guys want to be at home with their families, they right now have to go out and provide a service. So I'm going to open up the floor to y'all to just discuss, you know, some of the changes that's going on and some of the things that y'all are seeing on an everyday basis due to the coronavirus going around and whether or not, you know what I'm saying, like just just elaborate on what's going on every day considering the fact that for you Kevin being in Coke, y'all distribute water and soft drinks and things of that nature and right now people are going crazy trying to keep water in stock to where they're overbuying it. And even with you, Charles, it's like shipping packages. I know for, I'll use Amazon real quick. They were thinking about shutting down some of the warehouses and only processing orders for medications and stuff. But I know for y'all right now, are y'all doing everything? Or is there any kind of limitations to what y'all are doing? Um, For us right now, man, everything is still the same for the most part. Um, so when, when did it start when it got serious? Like two weeks ago? Yeah. Something like that. So <clears throat> the week before, two weeks, I was on vacation. So I was like, really looking at the news and seeing what was going on. And me and my wife were talking, just like Kevin, my wife works for Coke as well. She is working the uh, the lab department. She's a chemist. <clears throat> so they told them among the bands that, hey, the coronavirus is coming. It's going to hit Atlanta. We need to take precautions about things. I want all you all to work from home. So they, they got them prepared for it. Um, my wife asked me about it. I said, you think they're going to do that for you all? And I said, I doubt it. <clears throat> I said, it's, it's business. And I told her that the reason why, because everybody's going crazy over these stores buying all these products. What people need to realize is <clears throat> you still need cargo chips, planes, um, trucks to still transport these goods to these stores. Right. And all people... Just like Kevin goes in the store and he'll do, he would do his products in the store, right? But still, even if you order online, say for instance, if they order from a certain company online for water, that still will come through FedEx. Especially with us because I'm Express. So you can get your stuff delivered overnight. Mm -hmm. So people being more cautious of things, they want everything as fast as possible. <clears throat> so when I went back to work, <clears throat> um, they basically kept everything the same. <laughs> everything was normal. And the only thing that they talked about was like, since we in the coronavirus, 
and everybody's scared to be around certain people. Everybody's in the house. Usually when we get packages, some people have to sign for them. A business have to sign. Now, what they do for us is they say like, okay, if, if they don't feel comfortable signing for it, if it's part of signature or direct signature, just put in your signature C-19. That means coronavirus 19. Mm-hmm. After that, you hit, you hit go. And you just put their first and last name, you can just release it. But they still want you to knock on the door and like say, hey, <laughs> if you feel comfortable signing this for this package, because you know, I don't blame I don't blame the consumer because they don't know if my power pad is clean. They don't know the pen I have is clean. And so it's like I, I get that too, but it's like, okay, you ordered something. So somebody has to deliver it. And that's why I was like, are we overthinking a lot of this? But I understand people taking the precautions also. And with you, Kevin, you're in direct contact with people on a daily basis. For you, y'all are di- uh, distributing to actual stores while people are actually in there shopping. So kind of touch on that real quick. Like, what is that experience like right now? Well, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to my company because they have taken the precaution to uh, provide hand sanitizer to each merchandiser uh we got extra gloves they even got stuff in place now to where they're going to be uh taking temperature of the drivers and merchandisers so if you got a fever you're not working today oh wow Uh, the government has deemed coca-cola as an essential business so if we get shut down we still get to go to work we have special cars that got delivered today that says hey they've been released by the government to go and handle business uh, when it first released, the stores were a madhouse. Um, and it hadn't even hit Corpus yet. Like, it was just New York, Washington, all that. And so people was panicking. And I'm, I go to work some days, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. The people was lined up around the corner down the block trying to get in. And so it got to the point where our grocery chains, they ran out of their water. We delivered um, one of my stores. I think we had 10 pallets of water. It was gone in less than an hour and a half. Go. I believe it because they acting crazy here in Kentucky, man. It, it's, it's unbelievable. And I know personally, like me and you were having conversations and I was telling you and like you were saying, like, we don't even have any cases here in Corpus. And I'm like, people were that afraid to where it's like, regardless of if you have any cases or not, people were like, I need to be prepared. Like it, it, it's coming. And I know for us here in, in Kentucky, for my job, They've given us the ability to work from home. So that's why I wanted you guys on here to kind of talk about some of the experiences that y'all are going through. Because for me and my wife, she's a teacher. We're able to keep everything going, but we're still here at home. So we're quarantined. We're out of the danger, whatever the case may be. Like I said, I know they're saying that it's it can be transmitted. It's airborne, coming in contact with people. And I think that's where the fear comes in at. Because even with you, Charles, like you said, you're out delivering packages. You're not showing any symptoms. You know, you're just out there delivering. But people are like, here, don't touch me. Drop the box. Leave it on the floor. And it's like, come on. Man, man, majority of they don't answer the door. <laughs> they don't answer the door. So, I mean, what Kevin said with COVID, just like my wife, they, they was ahead of the the game so they got prepared for it i think with fedex is like wasn't really prepared for it which don't get me wrong um it is good that fedex is still working and they they tell us that we you know we play a big impact into this country right now and i would agree 
But but the thing is, like for instance, we don't have masks. We don't have like certain sanitizers. Like when I go to work, I bought sanitizer to take to work with me. And it's because now that everybody's buying up all the sanitizer, it's really very difficult to get into these companies like FedEx. It's just very hard to do. So basically, they've been trying to do the best they can to make sure we're protected. But, and I just sit there like, I still try, basically it's me taking that precaution myself, so okay. So when I go to work, I just make sure I do whatever I can to make sure I'm protected. Now, the thing with Express, you know, what people, some people don't know is like Brown Express freight is different. So with Express, I know they close down some places in the world where you can't deliver stuff internationally. But like sometimes, man, we still get international stuff. So you don't know how they package in this stuff in the different country. Right. Because I go in the cans in the morning and I have to put this on the belt and then go to my truck and put it in my truck. You don't know what they're doing. Um, so, you know, at the same time, it's like, I can understand how some people will get nervous because they said, like, okay, we understand we are here, we're doing our part, but at the same time, like, how can we protect ourselves? And so, what I know a lot of people doing my job is they make sure they wipe down everything. Like, we wipe down our trucks. We make sure that uh, we have the proper gloves on, and we, we keep our distance for the most part. Um, once going out there in in the community, when they say we can do C19 and didn't do first and last name, I know for me, if it's at a house, I go ahead and do it, man. I, I don't even knock on the door. I just do the C19, first last name, put it to their door, then I knock and I leave. Because I know they're not going to answer the door. Right. Company... A lot of companies been closing. I know down here, since the cases have been bigger in certain counties, they've been closing the malls up. So yeah. that's been like terrible for us because some people have so much shipment they must get at the mall. But like the mall either be closed or they have to go through a different procedure to do it. It makes it so difficult. And see, I didn't even think about that. Like they just announced here today that uh Fayette Mall in Lexington was closing its doors. They haven't said anything about here in Louisville yet, but man, I ain't even think about that. It's like for those stores that are set to get those orders, I'll, you know, I'm a big shoe person, so I'll use like Foot Locker and stuff like that. Those orders are already scheduled. So what, I mean, what do you do with them in the case of something like this? And that's why a lot of these sneaker releases have already been pushed back or postponed. But for right now, they don't even know how long this is going to last. Exactly, man. And it hurts business bad. I know, like, we, we take a lot of it back to the station. Um, and maybe if they want to come pick it up, they can. But, like, overall, man, like, that's a lot of money they lose in trying to ship all this stuff over. And they don't even get delivered to them. I think sometimes it gets sent back because there's nothing they can do. And a lot of places in the mall, man, a lot of places are already struggling. So when this happened, that's like putting down the coffin for a lot of them stores. Right, because a lot of people are online shopping. So, so Kevin, for y'all, it's like... What kind of protocol do y'all have in place? Because if the waters and soft drinks and stuff are constantly going as y'all bring them in, like, have they set anything in place in regards to how often y'all are going to refill them? Or are they saying that as long as they need it, they're going to keep it coming? Like what? We've been running out of water at the warehouse. I mean, we got plenty of sodas, but as soon as the water comes, we're, we're getting it in the stores. I have about 10 personnel on the team that I supervise. 
And one thing I, I do want to stress, if any of my team members, if, if they don't feel comfortable going to work, Coke is not making them go to work. So if it's a situation where you don't feel comfortable, you have a family, you know, we as Coke, we'll figure it out. So they're not mandated to be in those stores or be in any unsafe condition. But uh, my guys, it's so much. we're sending so much product that they're in that store all day. Uh, we normally, on a Saturday, we may do maybe like 12,000 cases. We've been doing like 35,000 every order. We do order like every other day, and we're doing 35,000 plus every order. So business is booming. Uh, we have, it's broken down into, um, you have large stores, you have small stores, and they have a department called FSOP where they do like restaurants and stuff like that. So since a lot of these restaurants are closing, the people that run the FSOP department, they've been coming and helping out with us with merchandising. And then we kind of changed up the way we order stuff. So the salespeople, they've been helping out with merchandising as well to try to give our guys a hand that's, that's getting worn out with all this extra product. But everybody's hanging in there. We're staying positive. And the company also, um, I'm not sure if they've done this with you guys, Charles, but for all my frontline workers, hourly employees, they have given them a $2 pay increase during this coronavirus uh, epidemic or pandemic. Yes, my wife my, my wife was telling me that Coke was doing that. Uh, um, they was doing like a pay increase with her workers. So with FedEx, I don't know yet. Like I said, I've been off since Saturday, so I don't know if they're doing that or not. Um, I, I really haven't heard anything. They haven't really talked about it. Now, maybe today they probably talked about it, but I haven't heard anything yet. But the same, just like with, with Coke, the FedEx said the same thing. If you don't feel comfortable coming to work, you feel like you're under weather, they, they advise you to stay home. So the, they, they, FedEx, FedEx is really good with that as well. They say stay home, and we would try to work things out with the routes. See, that's a good thing then, because at least they're being somewhat considerate. Because I know some people, like, they're upset because their jobs is like, nah, it's business as usual. We're going to keep everything going the way it is. And that's where it's like you have a decision to make. Like, is my well-being not important to you? Like, you rather me come in here and, and punch this clock and be this robot, so to speak, just so you can meet your numbers at the end of the day, regardless of whether my health is there. And that's where I'm like, I want to take my hat off to both of you all, because at the end of the day, the people that's in the front line of this, whether it's the cashiers at the grocery store, the people that load all the, the stuff and roll it all out, like people are not even thinking about the people that's on the front lines of all of this. And that's where I feel like some of that is just American greed. Like we're we're too privileged to where it's like, we're just expecting people to do that stuff for us. And you don't even consider people have families. Like <laughs> I'm concerned about my well being too. So at the end of the to where like, I think as Americans, we got really spoiled to where like, it's like, we're like protected from a lot of things that happen across the globe. So it's not going to come over here or like <clears throat> just going to the store, we see the grocery store. People don't understand that, like you know, these people still have to go out there and work. They need that paycheck. Exactly. They can't, they can't stand it to go home and sit there. You know, they don't. They don't even get paid that much. You know, 
And I know that for 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 example, I used to work at Kroger, so I know what they go through. Even when Kevin does at Coke, I used to work for Pepsi. I used to do the same thing with Kevin do. And a lot of people don't understand how much they have to go through every day. Like, for instance, like now when I've been seeing so many grocery stores, especially Kroger, close at nine o'clock. <laughs> so I went in last night to get a little bit of things. It was like around 8, 15, 20. The woman got kind of smart with me because she came through. She said, Man, you need to hurry up because we close at 9 o'clock. And I'm sitting like, woman, I can tell Tom. What are you going to tell me? <laughs> I, I had to think about it. And I said, well, I don't know what she's going through on a daily basis. Because when I was leaving, it was still people coming in. Right. They were expecting it. <clears throat> Or like that in the intercom and say, if you're not at the cash register at at nine o'clock, you don't get to buy nothing. Oh so wow! They said, don't even try to get in the line. You know they have to do that. And so, I think with our nation, these businesses, I know with Fed and them, don't get wrong, you got the company moving. And what you said that some people get mad at the company because it's all about the dollar. Companies got to watch out for that because you don't want people to riot, especially right now. Right. They can live the lawsuits and all kind of things. So it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. I know with me, I look at it like this. I said, I'm blessed that I can go to work, still healthy, and still get paid on a regular basis to help out my family. And But at the same time, I'm feeling like, you got to take care of your health because you can't take this money with you either. Exactly. And see, that's that's my thing because today we had a meeting at work. And with Humana, we uh we have a lot of outs uh, outside vendors as well. I ain't gonna say vendors because they all represent Humana, but it's like we have uh, a work location in Puerto Rico. We have work location in India. So Humana's global, like it's all over the world. And for my department, we have a team that helps bail out in India. And right now, since India is being uh, quarantined and their own shutdown, over 50% of Humana's workforce is not available in India. So they told us today that we're going to have to pick up their slack, so to speak. So be prepared for mandatory overtime. We might have to start working on the weekends just to help keep things going because by that being health insurance and with us doing Medicare, that's a lot of like government contracts and stuff like that. So if we don't meet certain deadlines, Humana will have to face penalties for not processing claims in a timely manner and stuff of that nature. So normally what they would be doing, nobody's there to do it. So now we're going to have to pick up that workload. So it's impacting everybody, man, everybody. So again, I just, I appreciate y'all, man, because I went into Sam's the other day and it's like uh, everything is just ran through. And it's like if I was that American that had to rely on check to check to to get by in life, then I'm screwed because I can't shop until I get paid. And then when I go in the grocery store, everything is already gone. And to me, I think that's that's what's wrong with this country. It's like people are just panicking and you're just buying stuff out of fear. Not that you necessarily need it. You're just buying it just to be buying something. Not even thinking about the people that haven't had an opportunity to shop. Very sad, man. I think um, around this time, <clears throat> I think something is telling us that, hey, we need to change the way we think, the way we move. Um, 
to me, this really shows where we are as a nation. We're a capitalist nation, but sometimes with capitalists, man, they can they can go overboard. Everybody just think about themselves. Everybody just think about what they got going on. And that was the problem I saw <clears throat> when all this was happening a couple of weeks ago. Because like I said, I went to the grocery store one day, man, I just needed little things, you know? All that crap was gone. Everything was gone, gone dude. I'm sitting there like, with me, I don't want to I don't, I don't buy Charmin. I don't buy that. That's too expensive. <laughs> I buy Norton. I buy the cheap stuff. So the I'm in the store, and I sit there, I got about six pack of Charmin. They call me $10. That hurts my heart. Oh, so, so you got the toilet paper where your where your fingers go through it. You just go wash your hands off, huh? Is that no, you? I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I want to touch on this because uh, I heard both of y'all actually kind of mention where like a lot of companies are trying to make the money. I will say, as being uh, on part of the management team, I'm sitting in on a lot of calls with the president of the company and a lot of the high leadership. And even though we are making a lot of money by sending this stuff out, the majority of all the calls is focused on getting the product to the customers and the safety of our employees. So I, I can say without a doubt, our company is focused on the community and its employees. Even though the money is there because we're doing 10 times more than what we would normally do. But we, we have like three calls a day 7, 12, and then the 6 o'clock where people can call in, the leaders, we can ask questions, and then at 6 o'clock, they give us a breakdown of the answers to the questions that we had on the 7 and 12 calls. Got so, you. Well, you know, Kevin, he's more, he hears more, more stuff like that. I don't. I'm a courier. So, I go off what my manager tells me. So, I had to wait in the hub in the morning to see what they're talking about. And so far, I haven't got information like that. Um, so I, <laughs> it is for me, it's like right now is when I'm working, it's like everything's still normal. It just say, okay, take precaution with the packages. If they don't feel coming to sign for them, just release them. Just knock on the door, release them, tell them, Hey, you don't have to sign for it. And that's, that's what I've been hearing so far, but I can't say with FedEx, we're really big, important part because for instance, everybody doing these experiments trying to find a, like a, a cure, a vaccine for the coronavirus. I know some of us been like picking up packages. They got C-19 on them. It's getting shipped to different labs and stuff. So I see that's, oh, snap, we play a huge part. Right, definitely. My thing is, one of, one of the people I talked to at work, they said that they'll probably close us down a couple of weeks because they're trying to like keep everybody inside. Cause like you said, nobody's not paying, nobody's paying attention. They still got their thing, their own thing. And I said, I don't, I don't really see that happening because we're so important. Right. Like, just like with Kevin, like what we do is a necessity. That's a need. <laughs> exactly. Cause I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's the wrong time to be bringing this up, but I'm just going to be honest. Uh, with Nike announcing that they were closing its retail stores, but online is still available. They've been putting out 25% off, 35% off. So I had to click order on a few things. So I, it's, it's a necessity, man. So I apologize ahead of time. I need them boxes. My thing was shoes, though. A lot of these shoes get, get made in different countries, right? 
You're right. That's why they had to push them all back. And LeBron Jordan so many different countries to where like they probably got people not probably getting paid really to make them. They cost thirty two dollars. Bring over here, they put more price on. Now when you say twenty five percent off, thirty percent off, it makes me think, okay, are they hurting now because they can't get nobody to do the work over there? In my opinion, I honestly feel like that is them trying to meet some kind of bottom line, or they're trying to push all of this product that they do have out, knowing that a lot of those sales are finna take a hit. So from that perspective, I get it. They're just trying to, like I said, they're trying to meet a bottom line. But I'm going to go back to what Kevin was talking about real quick, and that's going to be a smooth little transition. Kevin, you was talking about how uh, you're on the call with upper management and they're focused on the customer. You said business is doing well. And then you also earlier spoke on them giving you all an incentive for actually coming into work during this crisis. And you said everybody got what? You said $2 on the hour? $2 for uh, hourly employees and then an extra, I think it's like $3.60 for salary employees. Got you. So that's, that's going to take me to this conversation that everybody's having today in regards to this stimulus package that everybody's, you know, quote unquote, concerned about all of a sudden. And... I want to get y'all's thoughts on that because for me personally, they just announced the option to send out $1,000 or $1,200 like a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. So for people to be panicking and getting upset about them, the Democrats turning it down, I was like, you can't be dependent on a check that you didn't even know existed until a week ago. So obviously they're voting no because there's some things in there that they're not talking about. We're voting these people in place to represent us, to speak for us. So if they're putting a red flag on it, how can you be upset with that? But then on the flip side, on the opposite spectrum of what you all do, you got to think for people that are waitresses, for restaurants to be closed and if they work on tips and rely on tips to get by. And right now the unemployment, I know for here in Kentucky last week, the website shut down. So many people were trying to file unemployment claims to where they shut the website down. It was too many people. So people are now panicking about how am I going to pay my bills? Where am I going to get money from, from to even go to the store to go out and shop and do this and do that. So for somebody like that, I can understand the urgency for wanting this stimulus stuff to go through. But I feel like, okay, yes, that's just putting a Band-Aid on the wound, not realizing that, okay, you they give us this stimulus now. Who's to say that four or five months from now, we're not still going through this? Then what do you do? So that's a smooth transition. I'm going to open the floor up to y'all to just get y'all opinions on it because it's like, yes, it's important. But the way people are, I'm talking about upset, man, really upset about a $1,200 check. And I'm like, yes, it, it makes a difference, but how much of a difference? I think the thing with me is there are certain people who really need some money. People working in restaurants, especially if you think about people who are waitressing, they only get paid like $35 an hour. They, really, they mainly rely on tips. You know what I'm saying? They can't really do that right now. So I don't understand why they need the money to pay their bills or get food. The thing is, what people need to understand is, okay, is that we have to pay this money back when they send it out to us. It's going to come through where you're not going to get no taxes. 
or they're going to tax more on food or gas. They're going to do something to get the money back. Nothing like is free. The thing is, with everything that we're going through now, you send all this money out, you got to also understand we're already in trillions of dollars in debt. So you really don't want something to happen where we'll go through a Great Depression. Right. So I understand people talking about they want the money, but in all honesty, man, when I look online and Facebook and stuff, people just saying this check right, it's like another part of their taxes every year. And so I'm thinking, like, what are you going to spend that money on? Are you going to spend it on foolishness or are you really going to spend it on stuff you need? And to me, you're like the people who's arguing about it, it's people of that stature. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I understand that they turned it down. But first and foremost, you got two parties who are really debating against each other to see what's best to do. But did, did y'all, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the, the red flag for me was when they first started talking about it, right? So then I read an article and it said, hey, the Republicans, we got together. We came up with a package. They came up with something and didn't even consult the Democrats. Correct. So that's how I knew from the beginning that it wasn't going to go through because they done drafted something. They consult with nobody. It's like, hey, we doing this. And here, let's vote on it. Like, no. Why didn't they sit down together and draft the whole thing with Democratic party and the republic party and another thing and another thing as well <clears throat> is that man these people been knowing this was going to happen they didn't try to do anything they've been knowing since what december january right and see that, that's what my gripe was go ahead you put in harm's way and now you try to make yourself look good and say oh we're going to help out this dirt but my thing is if you get this money out who's going to get taxed it's going to be the middle class and the lower class upper class don't get taxed the wealthy don't get taxed Right, and so make sure that they okay. Now, my thing is this: if you send them checks out and you want to pay it back, I think that the wealthy need to pay more. They need to pay more taxes to give back because we all know they don't get taxed for real. They don't get taxed, and that's the thing. It's like you know, like I said, not to dive too deep into politics, but it's like that's the things that Bernie Sanders was preaching about: tax the wealthy. Like they have enough money to where. It's not going to hurt them. You know what I'm saying? They they have more money than they could ever spend in a lifetime. But that idea to people is like, that's not the American way. Like, because the go, way, no, I mean, cut you off. The way Bernie Sanders talking is socialism. He's talking about socialism way. When you live in a capitalism country, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like people are like, nah, that, that's not the American way. People are frowning upon the idea. But at the same time, it's like, the government's talking about issuing out a $1,200 check and four or $500 per child. Is that not the same thing? And that's why I feel like they're using it as a political stance to where, okay, Trump did this to help save the economy. So come November, everybody's going to, we need you to go vote for Trump. He's a man of the people. He's a man of this and that. But people are not looking at the fine print. Like I said, I don't know how, how much y'all keep up with it, but those senators that got that briefing months ago and then went in and sold their their stock, sold their shares, and they profited off of I was like, that's insider trading. How are they not being penalized for that? But yet, in this legislation that they're trying to pass through, all of this bailout goes to these larger corporations. You're trying to save corporations 
versus saving the people who need it. So I don't have a problem with them voting no on that. Go ahead. Did you see where um, the stimulus package is based on income? And if you made less than $24,000, you didn't get the $1,200. You only got $600. And that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're creating all these rules and regulations, but it's hurting the lower and middle class people. And it's like, what about those who don't have children, but yet, you know what I'm saying, they're in debt to where their paychecks is what was keeping them afloat. So if their paychecks stop, they're behind on what their normal routine is. $600 or $1,200 may not be enough to get them back even. And not only that, that's a temporary fix. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, nobody knows how long this is going to last. For my job, they've told us to be prepared to work from home until further notice. So for me, I'm taking that as, man, we talking about months. So a $1,200 check ain't going to solve your problems at all, in my opinion. Like you said, I agree. I think with uh, Trump and his administration, they know they messed up. And now they're doing this, trying to, clear, trying to like cover things to where, like, look what he's doing. He's doing this for us. He's doing that. And, like, I even saw where some small businesses entertainment, uh, some corporations say, like, they'll vote for Trump because he'll be on my taxes and this and the third. But I said, okay, he's he's giving you opportunity to make more money. But my thing is, you got to look how this dude ran his company. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on now. Like, everybody's one of his companies went bankrupt for the most part. It's toys to him. It's toys. And he's doing the country the same way. Well, this not- not to mention, people need to look at his actions, man. Don't don't trust nobody. Don't don't trust nobody to give you money to think like, oh man, I'm gonna be okay. Cause you're not. Cause like I said, what's gonna happen is when once the all this is over and you see food go up and taxes go up when you buy stuff, you're gonna be sitting there like, what the world happened? Everybody's gonna be upset, and that's what I'm saying. It's like for them to vote no on that. Obviously, it's a red flag somewhere. And mm-hmm. for people to be upset at that, it's like, come on, man. Like, bro, just two weeks ago, this $1,200 check didn't even exist. So how are you in, in such a need now to where it's like, I got to have this check right now? And I think that's that that's the scare tactic. Like, people are so afraid of bankruptcy, afraid of I'm going to lose my house, I'm going to lose my car, to where they're thinking that $1,200 is going to help me. And I'm like, dude, that's just right now. For some people, $1,200 don't even cover their monthly expenses. So how is $1,200 supposed to last you through a crisis like this? And that's why I feel like people are not not really thinking that all the way through. I mean, would I love to wake up and see $1,200 deposited into my account? Of course I would. But at the same time, it's like if, if you've built your life around having to depend on that, then you need to make some better choices because they're they're not obligated to do it. And one thing I told my wife about this chance said, we get that money. If you don't need to spend it, don't touch it. <laughs> you looking at four thousand over there. You know all them kids. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, knock on wood. Cause I don't already said if, if we do get anything, I'm just gonna use that to help pay off some of this debt. Like I said, for me, we're fortunate enough to right now. I have the ability to work from home. She's still uh, logging in every day. She does videos for her classroom. 
So for us, everything is still normal. We haven't so been impacted. She doesn't be learning and stuff. Yeah. They just told them that today. And that's another thing, too, man. I know this is now on the topic, but I'm going to bring it up. Everybody tell my best in stocks. E-learning is the future. It shows e-learning can be the future, man. And that's why, I, like I said before, it's like we talked about that when we all went to Vegas. I want to learn about it. I want to figure it out because I still got a lot of questions. I just joined a group on Facebook the other day, actually, about stocks and stuff. And it's like right now I see some people panicking. Then I see some people saying that right now is the time to buy. Like you need to go buy as much as you can. And I'm like, I don't understand that because on the outside looking in, it looks like everything is coming down, burning, crashing down, burning. On social, them pictures of people crying every day <laughs> when they talk about the stock market. Long, long right now. But also, in my opinion, and this is the part that I also don't understand, it's like when you go to invest, like you still need to make sure you're putting in enough money to actually see a turnaround. Like I can't walk in there with three hundred dollars and think that I'm going to turn three hundred into three thousand overnight. Do you see what I'm saying? It's- Really, when you play with the stocks, what I understand so far, you're looking for a long-term investment. So you're not really looking for a turnaround anyway. You're and really just looking for long-term. So that's what I'm saying. That's the part that, that I don't even understand. And once I get better knowledge of that, then we can elaborate on it. But, but, you know, but the epidemic you're talking about, though, they, it's something we do say that. say, like, because what we're going through right now, it's, it's, it's easy to buy. But my thing is, when people say that, I say, well... You got to think, the people who are really scared and concerned right now, they think about making it week by week. <laughs> They're not thinking about buying stuff. Right. So that's a two different types of people. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like going back to that senator real quick, because from my understandings, she went after that meeting, she went and sold her stocks. And we're talking about millions. She pocketed millions of dollars. And even in this legislation that they're trying to pass, they're trying to make sure that there's uh, rules inside of it that doesn't allow them to go back and buy it all back up. So I get to share my, sell my stock, pocket all the money, but then when the economy starts doing better again, I can go buy everything right back. And you know when it does go up, it's going to be better than what it was. So you're going to make money on both ends. And that's the part that I don't understand. And right now I'm going to say I don't agree with it because you shouldn't be able to do that. I don't agree with it either because it shows that, like, if you're in a different bracket, you get a heads up on every on everything. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. For them, to, like, it's, it's public record. Everybody knows that these senators went out and done that. I was like, man, that's that's insider <laughs> trading, dude. Like, how can you, did you even... see the president response to that? He I did see ignored the question. He ignored yeah. it and then brought up the Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> And that's what I'm saying for me. And I, I have this argument with people all the time. I was like, I don't, I don't argue politics for me. It's just right and wrong. That's, sh- that's what it should boil down to right and wrong. And some people don't see it that way, but we'll, we'll get off the politics and we'll take a break from coronavirus. Again, I want to thank y'all appreciate everything. We'll have a s- smooth little conversation real quick about something that that's on my mind. And I'm going to put this disclaimer out ahead of time. I'm not disrespecting women, not being sexist, nothing of that nature. So I'm putting that out there before I even get started. 
with this coronavirus and with everything that's going on, I'm seeing a huge increase in women that are jumping online, going on social media, popping what their mama gave them and broadcasting their goods for sale. And I don't agree with that at all. And I'm like, I want to talk about the term Instagram models. Charles, you living in Atlanta, the heart of uh, exotic dancing. <laughs> uh, I just read something the other day where Magic City finally had to close its doors due to coronavirus. But then they posted something that said, uh, for a fee, I can get online and still watch the dancers. And I'm like, who's really sitting on their computer trying to watch strippers at a time like this? Dude, the people who don't got no game and, and sit at home all day. i tell you what, like this, man. Um, with what I've seen down here, you're going to those strip clubs for the experience. You want to be there in person. But somebody could go and pay money just to sit there on the computer screen sad. You got other <laughs> you got other outlets you can go to. Man, you got all kinds of free websites on the internet. You better be you better be using your ex videos and stuff. If you feel the need, either you can chill with your wife, find something to do, read a book or something, or go look at it for free. There's no way I would that you should pay. Now the thing is, the reason why they're doing that is because a lot of these strippers was doing that anyway. That was like a side hustle for them. Right. So instead of instead of like how they used to do maybe, maybe prostitute or something, now they, they have like Patreon or they have like uh what's the other one they got? Fans only. You know all the names or whatever. Fans only. Like look, first of all, hold on. Hold on. If you go on Instagram, you go on Instagram like you will see like certain chicks, like fitness chicks stuff, they will like promote that stuff all the time. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like for me, it's like now you see it so often to where it's like the norm. And I'm like, dude, it's gotten to the point to where I don't know if it's if it's my fault or what. It's like I don't even open my Instagram when I'm around my kids or when I'm at work. And I, I guess I need to clean up who I follow or whatever. I'll, I'll take my responsibility oh, for that. Hitting. I think just hitting the search button, like, they, there's a million of them that pop up. If you but, but the reason why, Kevin, the reason why it just pop up, because what Instagram and social media do with their servers, whoever you follow, they, they think that's what you like. So they keep on sending you stuff of what you like. For instance, I follow a lot of, like, uh, podcast people. And I follow a lot of like um, like Joe Rogan and people like that, or I follow people about taxes. And what they would do is our fitness people like us, uh, like your big famous fitness folks. If you're into fitness, they will send you more stuff about fitness. If you're into dogs, they'll send you more stuff. Hey, check out this side on dogs. If you into if you into women who shake the stuff on Instagram, they gonna send you. <laughs> Now look, I respectfully disagree with your three. I don't even believe that. Look, at the end of the day, I ain't trying to get nobody in trouble with their significant others. I'm married. Charles, I'm look, I apologize if anybody has any conversations once their significant others listen to this, but I'm just saying it's a conversation that I've been wanting to have, but it's like I didn't know how to address it without 
being disrespectful or nothing. Because it's like at the end of the day, if that's what people are paying for, then I can't knock their hustle. And that's why I want to propose the question. It's like, does that show the advancement in society and technology to where, like you just said a few minutes ago, back in the day, you actually had to stand on a street corner and hope that somebody pulls up and, you know, hey, come get in the car. Where now it's like I can advertise the same thing that I'm trying to sell via social media. And now dudes can pay to fly you out, pay for you to come to their hotel and do some of that. It's like, is that a, a, a positive or like, how do you look at it? With me, I don't see it as a positive. It's probably a positive in the short term right now. But the thing that people need to understand about the internet is once you post something on the internet, it's always on the internet. Is there? So, <laughs> take for instance, and, and I don't say this because me and my wife talk about it. She, she talk about dudes do it too. So you put fellas in there too, they, they do that as well. So my thing is, what happens if you want to change your lifestyle? Say for instance, you know what? I'm tired of doing this. I want to get a real good job, education. And let's say you do get a real good job. Let's say the CEO part saw you shaking your what, what your mama gave you. Here's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could put you in a tough situation. You could lose your job or anything. And a lot of times when I see people doing that, it's like women who are young, younger. It's not, it's not really like older women. It's women who are younger that does it because they don't really think about long term. They think about the here and the now. So I think it could be dangerous, man. And another reason why I think it could be dangerous because people think they're safe at home. I don't have to like show my location, which is true. But we all know with technology, you know, people can hack into stuff. You see, they still what? I didn't even think about that. I said that like, so you think you're being safe, but you're really not. Because <laughs> people are hacking yourself. How many people we see celebrity-wise, they, they got videos out there and said, now nah, I got hacked. Jamal Murray. <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> I think you see a lot of these young girls because, I mean, just think about it, though. You go to these fans only page. I ain't gonna, I seen one the other day. It was $5. I called the play. I said, you know what? All I got to do is skip McDonald's. One time each month. And I can afford it. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I can't do that. But in the long term, you me and, me and Adrian was talking earlier, you get a thousand people to click your stuff at five dollars a month. And think about the ones that's Kim K's and all these people. They got hundreds of thousands of followers. Well, Kim K was already rich before she started doing this. Stuff. But I'm saying, look, that's easy money. That but makes it, you think like boy. But it's like, uh, I mean, it's funny, but without getting personal, because I, like I said, I don't want to name drop and bash nobody, but I've seen females who make six figures being an Instagram girl, model, whatever you want to call it. They have endorsement deals now. And it's like people are paying them to advertise their Instagram pages. And that's where for me, Kevin, you can, we can both share this thought here because I have two daughters. Kevin, you have two daughters. And it's like, what are you sending to these girls message-wise? Because I know for us growing up, when Snoop Dogg and all of them was doing their music, they were complaining about the lyrics. You're degrading women. You're disrespecting women. 
And now it's like the women are doing this to themselves. You would just sit here and be bare booty naked and ask people to click, share, like, subscribe to my page and pay for this and that. But then if me as a man, if I walk up to you in the streets and I approach you in that manner, like, hey, what's up, man? I got some extra money. What you trying to do? You're going to think that I disrespected you. I'm not for sale. I'm not a sex object. Respect me. And I'm like, you can't have it both ways, in my opinion. Again, it's like you can't sit here and say, oh, what I do online doesn't reflect who I am as a person. How does that work? To me, man, like, like I said, Dave Chappelle said it right years ago. He said, if I'm dressed up as a cop, <laughs> you see everything, every day as a cop. And all of a sudden, there's a riot in the neighborhood. And people screaming, people getting killed. And they come to me and say, officer, officer, save me, save us. Just because I dress like a cop don't mean I'm a cop. They don't know that. <laughs> so my my thing is with that is like, I think in society today, they try to make it like it's an honest business. But really it's not. And, and another thing as well, like what they going to tell their kids when their kids get older? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are going to tell their kids when their kids get older? And, and, and that's a good question, man. And that's what I'm saying. It's like going back to what y'all were saying earlier about it being mostly younger women. And it's like, okay, if I'm a young teenage girl and I'm growing up and I see these women with these big old butts and big old breasts, and I know that butt injections is a thing now, I'm willing to go get butt injections regardless of how cheap they are and how much I can put myself in danger of going to get it just so I can run the Instagram and try to get this fast money. And I'm like, what kind of message are you sending to people? And again, I said I wasn't going to name drop, but we all know Cardi B's background. We know where she came from. And now that she's done made it and she's behind that, you know, she's put that behind her. She's still altering her figure. You see the surgeries and stuff. And it's like, Young girls look at that and that's what they are inspired by. So now they want to go change their bodies. And I'm like, come on, y'all. Where are we going at? It's rough. And I'll say, I'll give you one of I think it started black female artists. I'll say Lil' Kim's prime example. To where, to me, it's like, it's like, don't have love for yourself, how God made you. And so these kids today, when they see these things, they sitting there like, that's going to be the answer. I think I'm ugly. I just gotta just get these surgeries. They're not really thinking about the outcome these surgeries can bring. And to me, it's like, I, like I said, you don't know nobody's livelihood, but to me, it looks like maybe when they was brought up, especially Cardi B, she didn't, she had a broken home. Right. It really had no problem nobody telling you're beautiful the way you are and stuff of that nature. And I think she also said too that her mother had her when she was young. So it's a cycle. <laughs> what 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 mother teacher? And I, I think the thing is it, it really starts within the household. And I think today times, man, you have like young young people having these kids and they're never really ready to teach these kids what they need to be taught. And so for instance, you'll probably push them on their grandparents and things of that nature, but like the 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 era is different. And I think when uh, they I'm gonna I respectfully disagree. With that, because I mean, you can be raised right, you can be raised in church every Sunday, go to Bible school, 
people just do what they want to do. So, I mean, some of it sometimes okay. it does depend on background, but a lot of times it's just the person themselves. It's just in. But something has to trigger it, though. You, you, like I, I just don't, I just don't agree that I don't wake up and just do whatever. I don't agree with that. I think something has to trigger it. And that's what I'm saying. And, and for me personally, I feel like it's the fast money. If I if I log on to my social media and I work a regular nine to five and I drive to work in whatever kind of car I got, but then I look online and see one of these uh hip hop wise of Atlanta, whatever it's called, I don't watch that stuff. And I look at all these people and they're w- driving around in Mercedes and they got Range Rovers and they're doing all this stuff that doesn't require me sitting at a desk or me busting tables and they got there, then I want to do what they done. And that's what I'm saying. It's this whole notion that it's easy money, it's quick money, but what are you doing behind closed doors to get to that level? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't agree with it because of the message that it sends to our youth. And for me, I ain't trying to sound like no pastor, no preacher or nothing, because at the end of the day, people are, you can do whatever you want to. It's none of my business. But like I said, as a parent, I do have to question that because now in a social media age, my kids know what Facebook is. My kids are going crazy over this TikTok stuff right now. And my youngest daughter is five. So it's only going to get worse, in my opinion, because butt injections and all that stuff is at an all time high. You see these chicks dying from trying to go get butt injections and getting their breasts done by these doctors that ain't even certified and licensed to do it. You want to go to the black market person to save a couple grand, hoping that you look like Kim K. Kim K is a multimillionaire. They can afford to go get whatever they want done by the best of the best. You're not on her level. So quit thinking that you can go under this knife or get these these injections and look like Kim K because you will never do that. You can't afford it. But even with the Kardashians, man, their mama scored them so much. You know, they got surgery. They, the youngest one, I can't remember her name. What is it, Kylie? Yeah. I think I never seen the show, but they said that <clears throat> her mama used to trash her on the show all the time. Like, your sisters are so much prettier and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In order to keep up with our lifestyle, you need to do something. And I just say something always triggers it. And then with the kids, man, like I said, I went home and I saw my my goddaughter. I, I talked to her mama about it. And like I went and met up with her and we went out to eat. And I said, just get wherever you want to eat. And she said, I'm not hungry. And I said, well, you're not hungry. You know, just get whatever. I'll pay for it. She said, well, I was on Instagram and I saw this one chick. I thought she was so pretty and she didn't make me feel so pretty. So I'm not going to eat anything. And I'm saying, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like people, people think that, that you just make stuff up like that. And I'm like, nah, man, that's real, dude. These kids are influenced by the weather is... Instagram models or rappers or whatever the case may be, people are influenced by what they see. And I'm going to throw this to you, Kevin, because uh, I just saw my niece earlier today, uh, classy, bougie, ratchet. Uh, You're going to be closer to that conversation but me. I'm going to take her phone away from her, too, because I saw it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Classy, bougie, ratchet. I saw it. Everybody's at home, quarantined, and she's definitely getting her Megan the Stallion on. Yeah, man. I, I said that like my wife wanted to do that. She, we talking about a push-up t- challenge. She said, why you trying to do that push-up? That stunk is stupid. I said, I'll tell you what's stupid. You trying to do this ratchet song when well, you know good and dang well what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so, so look, real quick, real quick before we get out of here. I'm going to ask two questions, and I'm going to open the floor to y'all. And that's just me playing devil's advocate because, like I said, I'm going to be fair. It's not for me to degrade women or, like you said, men get on there and sell whatever they sell to. So my question is, is this actually better than selling sex per se? Because people are paying for these fans-only subscriptions and whatever these pages are, and they're paying their money to a complete stranger just for see them uh, post videos or post pictures. So technically, they're not actually having sex unless they specifically accept an offer from somebody that wants to fly them out or do whatever. But people are actually paying for a subscription. So is that per se better than selling sex itself or what? Um, you know what? I, I will say if you, if you put it in that way, it is safer and it's actually cheaper. I'm come from a small country town. I was 20 years old when I moved to Houston, Texas. I went to my first strip club scores on what Southwest side. <laughs> and that girl, I found out it was, a, it was a lap dance. She said, all right, $20. So she started dancing. Next thing I know, this girl said, I don't want $250 something dollars. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was $20 a song. So I you were sitting there all night, crazy. Melvin. <laughs> for the fans only for $10 a month versus going in the strip club or going out on the street, I think it's safer for them. And that's fair. Well, I mean, what's your opinion on that, Charlie? I mean, t- I mean, technically, like I said, being devil's advocate, if if that's their way of making money, then I can't knock that hustle. I mean, if if people are foolish enough to pay it, why not? Um, I guess if you look at it a certain way, it could be safer. But at the same time, I still think it would be dangerous because the thing is, even though, like I said again, even though you're doing a service. It doesn't mean you're safe. Anybody's still hacking your shit and see where you at. Excuse my language. And also, they can mess you up opportunities in the future. Another thing. He compared it to selling sex on the street. I understand. In person. I understand that. But but my biggest thing with it is like when it comes to people, for instance, when you go out and you're trying to socialize with a woman trying to talk and get the woman attention. So in the future, all of you is going to sit at home. And we almost there now. And say, all you got to do is throw a DM. You ain't even got to go physically approach a woman no more, man. You just throw a DM out there. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, is is that where technology has advanced and it just makes social interaction almost unnecessary, so to speak? I can sit at home and shoot my shot knowing that I ain't got no chance in hell. <laughs> And hope that, you know what, if she replies back, then cool. That knocks a, a whole lot of pressure off of me versus approaching a woman that's out of my league face-to-face. I put it like, I put it like this, man. If it's good for them, then so be it. If, if 
go ahead, man. I mean, it's I ain't gonna lie. Like, man, I came up in a in my what about twenty three, twenty four. That's when Black Planet became a big thing with social media. He took it so, back to Black Planet. <laughs> so Go I'm ahead. taking it back to Black Planet. Now, I ain't going to lie. Like, I'm going to go out and I meet women or whatever. But I had more interaction and more luck on social media than I did in person. You can sit there and start. You have 15 conversations going. Hey, what's going on? Yada, yada, yada. On, on social media, you can... You ain't got to lie. Hey, look, I'm trying to do yada, yada, yada. What's up? Why was an undercover cop in the middle of the week? Not, ain't nobody buying nothing. On, what you doing? Dude, what you be doing online? Look, look, hey, I said we ain't incriminating nobody. We gonna stop. Hey, hey, we gonna leave it right there. I get what you're saying, and you're right, though, because, like I said before, to me, it's a confidence thing. Like, I can be myself behind the computer, and I can type whatever I want to type. And you just have the option to say, hey, I'm not interested. Or B, hey, I'm on the same thing you want. And then you can go from there. So that's what I'm saying. It's like based on this Instagram stuff, it's just it's the new wave. It's the new trend. And this is my last question. Does it exploit how desperate or lonely men really are to where... I'm willing to subscribe to somebody's page that I don't even know in hopes that every Tuesday night <laughs> she's going to go live and video herself laying in the floor <laughs> doing all this stuff and I can sit at home and, and fantasize about it. Like, is that a situation? I wouldn't say lonely. I wouldn't say lonely because a lot of these people that subscribe, they got girlfriends, they got wives. So I think it's more of a... Uh, a fantasy type thing, like I think it's more of a preference. I wouldn't say lonely either. I think it's more of a preference. I don't know, man. It's just like I can't wrap my mind around somebody paying for a subscription to see somebody dancing lingerie or get fully nude, and it's like I don't know. And it's like women have actually made a career out of that. Mm-hmm. Like so, living better than me. Cover charge at the strip club. But see, that's my thing, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm not a fan of strip clubs. Last time I've been to a strip club, I was in college. That, to me, is like I can't even... I don't see the fun in throwing my hard-earned money away. Like, you're literally throwing it away. And depending on what strip club you go to, you can't touch them. You got to put your hands in your laps. Now, if you go to a Blue Flame where you took us... But that, but but listen, no, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I told Charles, I was like, you're in Atlanta, you're in the heart of that. You got NBA, you got NFL, you got the D boys. Kevin, you used to live in Houston. Same scenario. It's money all over that city. So depending on which strip club you go to, these women know that it's millions of dollars in here. They're trying to get that money. I'm in Kentucky. It's not the same. So last strip club I went to, I think it was Deja Vu or something. You can't even get fully nude here. So if you pay for a lap dance, you have to put your hands to your lap, on your knees, and you just have to sit there. I think, I think when we went there, 
I think Kentucky, when we went, kind of had a tape rule, something like that. That's what I'm saying. You had to cover your nipples and everything. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, even if I was in Atlanta, that's not a thrill to me because I'm going to throw this out there real quick and we done kind of got sidetracked. When you were in college, when we go, where are they going to me? Hey, Blue Flame? Blue Flame. Blue Flame with the busted speakers. Oh, man. It was. Adrian, Dude. I'm going to say this too. Down here in Atlanta, now my wife know I've been in the strip clubs down here. So down here in Atlanta, it's like, it's not just about the women dancing. I know people going there to eat wings. <laughs> They'll play pool, all kinds of stuff. Now, girl, you got distraction everywhere. But like down here in Atlanta, it's like more of a lifestyle. So I can't really. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, that. that's fair. It's like. I understand that's a part of the culture. Like you said, it's an experience. I get it. And I'm not disrespecting it, not talking down on it. It's just, for me personally, I know that if I came to Atlanta and I tried to go to Magic City or Follies or wherever these places are, in order for me personally to feel comfortable even in there, I'm going to have to walk in with at least two or three hundred minimum. Because I know I'm going to see people around me with thousands of dollars. And if I want what any attention, listen, I'm but go no. Over there with my $10 <laughs> and I'm gonna go over there and give $1. And that's what I I'm saying. It's like what, what uh, JD and, and Jonathan doing in Atlanta. <laughs> I said, because like, uh, like when I went there one time, I said, to him, man, I'm taking $60 out. That's my budget. And then when I went there, I'm a cheap ass. But we went. To Harley's, and they charge twenty dollars just to park. And I said, "Damn!" So that's what I'm saying. You proving my point. I ain't mean to cut you off. You proving my point. It's like, yes, it's a part of the experience, but the goal is for you to spend money. You can't just walk in there, up the street, and walk around the block and park for free. Too. I, when, how old was y'all when I got y'all in the club? What, 16? Man, we like 17. 16, 17, yeah. We was at the club at 7.30 before we even got so we can get in free. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like, that ain't that ain't never been something that thrills me. And I guess I'm outside of the norm as far as, as a male or a female, too. A lot of women enjoy that as well. But it's like, nah. Your location. Yeah. Take that into consideration. Now, you may be into it if you live in the Houston or Atlanta. Because I'd be into it if you want to see little skinny Becky strip. It's a lifestyle out here, man. I, 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 like I said, the first time I moved here, I was telling you about my homeboy from work said, we're going to go out. I'm going to take you to a bar. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know he was going to Falls. And so we was in the last day. Why this bar so long, man? I said, it's cold out here. And when I went in there, I said, whoa. And they had like 50 or 60 strippers in there. Like there was everywhere. Went in there, the dude said, get comfortable, man. If you want something to stay, something to stage. So really. <laughs> <laughs> so yo, you know what? With with that note, we're gonna have to have a whole separate conversation about that. And we might do a whole episode on the strip club scene well, or something. I don't well, know. The wise gotta stay. We married. My wife, my wife know. But that's what I'm saying. My wife know that I ain't never, like, that ain't never been something that I've been open to doing. Like, 
nah, I just can't I do can't. it. <laughs> I'd rather go buy some Jordans before I go uh, throw a hundred dollars at somebody that I know I ain't gonna do nothing with. And especially since I'm married, I can't do nothing with. So I ain't finna give you my hard earned money. Nope. Nah, single. I, I had a, a young friend. She liked that kind of stuff. So we we went there to, to get the engine warmed up. And you know what? That's a whole nother conversation too. And I have some female friends, and I'll ask her if she can join on here with us because she enjoys that. Her and her dude actually go to strip clubs, and that's what they do. So again, it's, it's preference, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, my wife may want to go. I just ain't never asked. I might need well, to I, ask her. My wife not going. <laughs> Good conversation, guys. Like I said, this we you know take a break from this corona stuff because it's everywhere, man. You can't turn on the news, can't get on your phones without hearing this corona and everybody going crazy. So good conversation, kind of take your mind off of it. Like I said, I appreciate y'all. I, I consider y'all being on the front line because y'all out there every single day. We just announced here today that one of our uh, postmen tested positive. So I don't know what kind of precautions they getting ready to take because the mailman got corona. Well, and you probably got corona sitting in your clothes and then they're one of them LeBrons. Look, don't do me like it because I told you I'm waiting on the bus right now. The thing, the thing is when you brought that up about the mailman having the coronavirus, they could not just affect the postal service, they could affect us too because it's in the old snap. And that's what and I'm saying. Right, because they, they, they said that it can sit on boxes for... 24 plus hours and I'm like that to me that I people don't know if it's real people don't know how serious to take it oh it ain't it can't no virus sit on no box can't no virus do this and that and it's like you never know so for me I've been in the house I ain't taking no chances at all I've been in the house but, it, the cops, man. but same time man, you can't, I don't know man it's like Deeper confidence, but when I've been seeing people, they really go out fear. Like I told you before, fear is sin of the devil, man. When you go out fear, you're not thinking rationally about things. And I think that's where the country is right now. Absolutely. So I don't know, you can stay in the house, stay in the house. If they tell you don't go out to restaurants and stuff, just just do it, man, because you're putting everybody at risk. And that, that was my thing. And then, like I said, I touched on that on the last episode, and we'll get out of here because that was a good note with you saying that fear is a sin. Like, you shouldn't be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are, like you said, ir- irrational decision-making. You're just going out, buying stuff to be buying it. People going out buying guns and ammo. And I'm like, come on, dog. I ain't hear that. Huh? I ain't hear that. Like, check it. The gun sales and ammunition sales is through the roof right now. Oh, Lord. This through the hurt. roof. Through the roof, dog. People are, like, really thinking that we finna go through, like you said earlier, Great Depression and people robbing and coming up like, and that's a scare tactic. It's a scare tactic. But like I said, we getting off topic. Appreciate y'all. I want to give my thanks to both of y'all. Kevin, love y'all, man. All right. Y'all be safe. Leo ass toasted. No competition. I'm Yeah. I feel so high.